All right, welcome back to another episode of Waking Up with Wandy here on a wonderful Monday morning, January the 24th, 2022. It's a cold one here in Sparta, New Jersey. And our guest, uh, we'll call him a neighbor here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We have Rocky Lavini joining us here on the Stock Showdown podcast. I do want to thank Rocky for um, working with me, trying to reschedule our, our podcast. Uh, it's difficult uh, with four children trying to manage schedules and things like that and back to you know uh, school, virtual school, days off of school, snow days, delayed openings, all that stuff. So I really appreciate Rocky for uh, squeezing us in here this morning. Uh, a little bit of background on Rocky. He helps small business owners focus on creating profit first in their business so they can live a life of abundance. And don't we all want that? Uh, after achieving financial success, Rocky realized there's so much more to life than just money. Uh, so we're looking forward to hearing his take on that. His focus today is on helping others live their purpose and create their unique harmony with their health, wealth, time, relationships, and spirituality. All right. So instead of me just continuing to go through Rocky's background, I'm going to let uh, Rocky then introduce himself. Uh, a little bit of background more than what I just gave to you, the Stock Showdown audience. So without further ado, everybody, let's welcome Rocky Lavini. Thank you, Rocky, for joining us here this morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, to join you today. So how did it all start? Where, uh, I guess, just give us a little bit of a background about yourself, what you do, what makes you tick, and, and, and really wh where was that epiphany, that aha moment that said, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to pursue? So that's kind of a long story. Uh, started out as an immigrant to the United States. My parents came here with very little money, so we were on the wrong side of the tracks. But very quickly, they and their friends um, kind of moved up the economic ladder. They figured out how to survive and thrive in the United States. And as part of that, one of the things that was unique that I didn't realize until much, much later in life was that they would talk about money. And they would talk about how they use money, how they make money, how they spend money, and have these kinds of conversations. And some point as a kid, I decided I wanted to be a millionaire and, and live the good life. And so I was always learning about money. And quite frankly, in the United States, it's easy to become a millionaire. But I would look around and I would be like, why is everyone struggling with this? And then I realized school never taught me about money. Right. I have an MBA. They didn't teach me how to build wealth. I have a Bachelor of Science in Economics. They didn't teach me how to build wealth. You're all going to school for what? To get a job, to make money. But nobody talks about money. It's the weirdest thing. As a kid, I grew up when personal computers were first coming out. So I had the the Apple II computer. It cost like two thousand dollars. It had a whopping 4K of memory. <laughs> but. I would always play around with that and, and spend hours just kind of learning on my own because school didn't teach me these types of things. And one of the things that I really loved was spreadsheets and creating spreadsheets and figuring out numbers and, and how they all kind of came together. So that was my love. But I went to college because I was told that's what I was supposed to do. I got out. I got a job because I got pushed a certain way. I didn't have great grades in college. I was more interested in making money and having fun. Um, so I got out of college and I didn't have any debt. I had, you know, uh, I knew how to make a buck. I was always the guy who had 
money in his pocket because I was always doing something. When I got out, I, I ended up getting a job in sales and I did really well, made a lot of money. It wasn't what I loved though. Back then we didn't talk about this. You know, you're lucky to have a job, you know, those types of things. And you're lucky to work for this big company, which is all BS, I think, at the end of the day. And I spent a lot of time thinking, what do I really want? Like, I, I made the millions. Now what? Right. What, what do you do with your life once you fix the money part? And I think too many people think, especially when you're young, I'll be happy when fill in the blank. And a big part of it is, well, how do I be happy now? Like the money didn't do it. It's what are the other parts of life and how do you figure that out? And a big part of what I did was to come back and help people with money, because once you fix the money problem, everything else becomes easy. You don't have problems. You can fix all your problems relatively after that. And while I was working with people, I realized even though I could help people become a millionaire, everybody wants to become a millionaire overnight. Nobody wants to put the time and effort in required. And so it wasn't a good market fit for me. I'm not one of these rah-rah people, you know, trying to sell you crap uh, in the next, you know, infomercial. What I learned, though, was that business owners are just as bad as people at the financials. And I'm like, how do you run a business and not understand the financials? That's absurd. And yet the reality of what I found out is that most business owners aren't accountants and they don't want to be. They don't like looking at the numbers. They love the part of the business that they love doing. And But they need help. The difference is business owners are willing to spend money to get help and to put people on their team to help them be successful. And so that was the perfect fit. Took me a long time to figure this out. I wish, you know, they're missing a lot of classes in school. They're missing classes of money, right? Two is your purpose, right? Do you ever have a class that says, what do you want out of life and how do you figure that out? Do you ever have a class that says, hey, who are you and what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses and how do you use them to your advantage? Those are the types of things that we should learn about that we never do, unfortunately. I will tell you, I have never used the quadratic equation after I left that, that math class. I, you know, it's not helping me build wealth. It, it, it's absurd what they're teaching, you know? I, I think you need to be educated. I think you need to learn to read and study, but I don't think you should be limited to, to what the adults tell you you should do because most of them, if you look at them, aren't living a great life. So figure out your path. Figure out what you want, what you're good at, and do that kind of deep inner work and that's where success comes from. And I, so last week, I was in Park City, Utah, hanging out with a tribe of millionaires. And there were young people there. And literally, I was we were recording podcasts. And I think most of the people that I was talking to in their 20s who were millionaires all bitched about the same thing. School didn't teach them what they needed to know about how to build wealth and how to succeed in life. And it, it's amazing. So some of the um, podcasts that you were doing uh, when you were in Park City, Utah, with uh, these 20, uh, 20 year old millionaires here, and they were, you know, complaining about, you know, what school didn't teach them. Um, what, what, I guess, what was their advice, like advice to schooling? Or like, how did they become these millionaires? I guess they're self taught. Um, and they've just kind of figured it out on their own. 
did they did yeah. they elaborate upon that how they how they generated this wealth then most of them are self-taught most of the so some of them got into the right fields you go into tech you go into software engineering you make good money that doesn't mean you're going to be happy so what they most of them like the, the underlying thread at this place was real estate because real estate is a way to make money and it always amazes me like you guys are all hanging out in the technical school a whole bunch of you know different trades imagine creating your posse where one guy knows how to do carpentry one guy knows how to do electrical one guy knows how to do plumbing right one guy knows how to do XYZ. If you all get together and work together to buy houses, fix them up yourselves and flip them or rent them or do different things, you guys can make a fortune and gals can make a fortune over time by working together and helping each other to succeed. And then just understanding the basic business fundamentals of it, right? Real estate builds wealth over time. And if you're smart, there's ways to do this. You just need exposure to it and working with some of these different people. And I will tell you, I think one of the youngest people in that room was 21 years old. And he just, he dropped out of college and went into real estate. That's how he did it. So don't limit yourself, I think is, is the answer. And there's so much free knowledge out there of how to do things. The problem is, is there's too much hype. So you have to get through the hype and figure out the real story. Now, when you say hype, um, I think, you know, I, I think a lot of people, and not just kids, but people in general can get lost in that hype, like specifically in the real estate market right now because of how hot it is right now. And you have this person, you know, down the road, they bought this property last year. It's appreciated 30%. Uh, you have you know, people all over YouTube that are creating their channels with, you know, how I made millions in cryptocurrency and things like that. And all this hype. And that's what these kids are seeing, not just kids, people in general are seeing this like, wow, if they could do it, so can I. Um, and I think there's a real, everybody needs to tread carefully that I think you said it earlier on, everybody wants to be this overnight success, but it takes, they don't want to put in the effort and the time needed. So, Bitcoin is speculation, right? I can go to Atlantic City and I can bet on red or black and I might win and double my money. But over time, are you really building wealth? And, you know, I'm looking at the price of Bitcoin this morning. I, I don't think uh, those people are doing too well these days. <laughs> if you're watching, you know, the problem is, and I know what these guys do because I know the marketing side of it, right? the fancy rented car that they borrowed for the day, standing in front of somebody else's plane in somebody else's mansion, you know, pretending that they're rich. That's all fake. They're doing that to kind of suck you in. Look at the people who are quietly building wealth without all of the ruckus and, and follow them. And it takes time. I mean, that is the real thing. And the biggest thing that young people have is time and they don't appreciate it. If you look at how compounding works and what a compound curve looks like and how money will double over time, if you just start small, keep showing up in spite of screwing up and doing this and learning from your mistakes and learning from other people's mistakes, you can build wealth 
over time. It, it, don't don't try and win it today. Try and win it over time. And I think that's the big thing. And, and that's not the message people want to hear. No, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think you said two, two, oh my God, unbelievable things in the last like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. One, time is on your side. So again, I try to emphasize that to my students all the time. The earlier you start, you know, building your, your nest egg, your investment portfolio, the easier it is going to become down the road because of compound interest, the most powerful tool in the universe, of course. And in addition, I, you know, never really looked at it the way you described it, uh, but it, I, intuitively it makes sense being at the technical school and the trade school that I'm at, that these, these kids form a union or a posse together of kids that have similar interests. Like I want to build, I want to build an investment portfolio. I want to get into real estate. I want to invest in this house, but I need a good guy with HVAC skills. I need a welder. I need a carpenter. I need an engineer. I need an architect. And I, I never really, I guess, contemplated in that fashion that these kids, they have a network right here in front of them. And maybe they are doing that behind the scenes and I just don't know about it. Um, but some of the kids that do sit in my intro to business class, they have emphasized, I, I, I follow Robert Kiyosaki and I've read the rich dad, poor dad. And like, this makes sense to me of how I want to build wealth, but like it's few and far between of the kids that want to do that. So I think if you can get like a network, like almost like an after school club, <laughs> like here, we want to do this and we just want to like spitball ideas and give me some like-minded people that have that same passion. Maybe that's what you've just turned me on to is like an after school club or something like that. I, I think that is the hardest thing is finding your group of people who are willing to take action. That is literally the one differentiator is people who are watching TV or YouTube versus people who are actually taking action on what they learn. And the reality is it's one out of a hundred, right? That's the number of people who take action. So I don't know how many kids were at that technical school, but you know, if there's 300 there, well, somewhere in those 300 or three kids and those are the ones you need to get together no yeah again i i you know i see the library of books uh behind you there and very inspiring uh i actually see the one to the left high performance habits with uh brendan bouchard correct yes oh great you stuff. know what you don't see up there is robert kiyosaki's books <laughs> actually there might be one over there i think somewhere which, what's your favorite book? Do you have a favorite? One that stands out above all others? Um, yeah, The Road Less Stupid. <laughs> Advice from the chairman of the board, right? You, you can either learn by your mistakes or someone else's. It's smart to learn from someone else's mistakes. And a big part of that in his backstory is ego, right? When, when, when the economy is booming, Right. And Bitcoin's doubling and houses are going up 30 percent. Everyone's a genius. But the reality is, is we will go through cycles. And when the cycle turns, you will find out who's a genius and who's an idiot. And it happens constantly. 
And I, that's the part that nobody talks about is that constant up and down of business cycles. And that's why so many businesses fail. They don't plan for the downtimes. Uh, now, speaking of the downtimes, um, everything that has transpired, goodness gracious, we're talking two years now, approaching two years um, since we've been in this um, <laughs> tumultuous uh, cycle here. Obviously, some businesses have succeeded quite well during the pandemic, while others uh, not so well. Um, what do you see or what do you envision over the next maybe year or two um, within the, you know, the global economy? Uh, do you see that this tumultuous time is going to continue? Do you see more stability? I mean, the Federal Reserve has come out and I think they speak this week about what they're going to do with interest rates, which is, I think, caused angst in the in the markets and the global economy. Uh, so businesses have to be prepared for these next moves. What, what, what kind of suggestions can you um, provide? I can tell you what's going to happen. I can't tell you when, right? So I lived through 92, we had a recession. 2000, we had a recession. 2008, we had a recession. Notice every eight years, did we have one in the last eight years? No. We have had craziness. Um, the economy has boomed like it's never boomed before. COVID normally would have crushed the economy, but as you said, the government handed out money like it has never handed out money before, and it's caused distortions in the marketplace. History says we will revert to the mean, which means we will go back to uh, normal. In other words, the stock market will go to what the normal P.E. ratio is, not this super high P.E. ratio of today. Um, the, things will come back to normal. When? I don't know. How? I don't know. But you will see the markets go down, and then it's a matter of taking advantage of them and, and riding up the next wave, because there will be a next wave. But there's too much. You have to watch. It's all fear and greed. <laughs> Two human emotions that you can't control. So um, now, if, in your opinion, if we do see this downturn, which I think, again, I've emphasized to my students, it's inevitable. Like, you just can't see the growth that we've been seeing without any sort of pullback. It's unsustainable. And the fact that we have just propped things up, I think, just prolongs said inevitable um do you see that being a carryover then when you see the angst and the fear um set in into the marketplace the, the, the i guess the stock market as a whole that you see a trickle down the the angst in the businesses the angst in real estate etc cetera, etc cetera. it it everything goes through cycles so in 2000 real estate wasn't that high to begin with and so while the stock market and tech crashed, real estate took off from 2000 to 2008. And then real estate crashed, but the rest of the economy did well. Um, this time around, you have COVID that essentially affects everything. And, and not only does it affect America, it affected the world. So we, we're in unprecedented times. We've never seen interest rates this low. We're not used to this high a level of... Um, real estate prices and and now you have all these other crazy things i mean people are buying nfts i don't even understand this like 
It's code. It, you don't even actually own the underlying asset. And yet people are throwing money around like crazy. I, it, it's just oblivious to me. And people think you can keep making money, and, and it's basically speculation. Will there be another sucker behind me who's willing to pay me more? And there are times when there are, and then there are times when there aren't. And someone gets left holding the bag. Yes, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I feel like that is starting to surface right now. <laughs> Somebody's going to be caught holding this bag of, I mean, uh, I was reading an article uh, yesterday about like, this is just a giant <laughs> decentralized Ponzi scheme, <laughs> which that is really, really concerning to me. Uh, when it was a very good article, but very concerning to me. Um, and this is historical. I mean, you can go back. I, I don't know when the tulip bulb craze was. I think the 1600s. 1600s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, this, this happens consistently. Every 10 years, there's some crazy bubble. Um, your kids are too young, but like Google Beanie Babies. But these <laughs> things were like a fortune, like Cabbage Patch Cabbage Patch Yep, yep. Like, it, <laughs> Pet rocks for a while. Oh, were big. Like, I had one of my students do a presentation on the pet rock. I couldn't believe what they were telling me. Yeah, uh, it's it, it is human behavior, and you just have to understand it, know it, know yourself, and kind of wade through the craziness. Um, all right. So we're, we're running short on time. I know we committed to about 20 minutes here or so. And I, I think, again, this has been very insightful uh, to me. I hope to my students as well. I, I, I think they will definitely take something away from this. And, you know, if it means me setting up some sort of club where I can identify those people that have that that same interest and basically pull them together. So find that posse. Uh, that's what I take away from from our conversation here is finding those like-minded people that you can build a network with and, and go after your dreams together. Uh, any further advice that you have for high school kids growing up in this day and age? And that could be anything that you want to advise them on, whether that be school, business, entrepreneurship, really go ahead. The floor is yours. Final piece of advice to high school students this, this day and age. Don't let school and adults get in the way of your success in education, right? Don't take no for an answer. Go figure it out for yourself and don't let others put you on the wrong train track to a destination you didn't want to go to. So take the time to think and think about what is it that you truly want and then go examine if that what you think is the reality of what that destination is too often we're just watching the starry lights and we don't realize the price that you have to pay for what it is that you're looking to get wonderful parting advice uh thank you very much rocky lavini everybody uh thank you for your time here this morning rocky uh finally again i recommend road less stupid <laughs> that is rocky's go-to favorite book out there uh, so check it out. Uh, thank you very much, Rocky. It's been a pleasure with you here this morning. And this is Wendy with the Stock Showdown podcast signing off. God bless.